I've got a question for you. Do you know what time it is? That's right. It's time. It's that time. CBT time. Change by truth time. And I'm your host, Minister DK. And I'm here and excited with the power and the glory of God to welcome you into season three. That's right. We've made it through seasons one and two. And now we are into season three where I'm going to invite you to talk about the phases of battle. That's right. We're talking about warfare in this season, because whether you know it or not, your life is the sum total of warfare that God has allowed to buffet you, strengthen you and bring you into the knowledge of who you are so that you can have the victory in your life. Because watch this, until you understand who you are in God, Satan will never respect who you say you are. So get your faith together, open your ears and your heart. This is season three and we're dealing with warfare, the phases and the battles of warfare. I'm coming for you. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Welcome again one more time to another episode of CBT Change by Truth. And I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm so excited once more and again to be here with you and only you and your faith. Hey, look, let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen the movie Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, you know, the childhood movie, the Disney movie Alice in Wonderland. Did you know? That just like Alice had a land or place, I would call it a blessing, that they entitled Alice's Wonderland because it was a land that Alice had always thought about, dreamed about, and just desired to be in. Did you know that God has a place for you just like that? Did you understand that your, your wonderland, your, the place of your blessings, the place of excitement, the place of opportunity, the place where you walk with God, the place where your very thoughts become all revealed in this world? Did you know it really exists? So regardless of where you are and what you're doing in your life, my question I want to ask you, how bad do you want your place your wonderland, your promise, your promised land. Well, just like Alice, you've got to do one thing to come into that place. You've got to learn to do one thing to obtain the thing that God has for your life. Ah, and I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about, oh, God, always shouting and running. I'm not even talking about always fasting and praying. Because if that was the way to get into your wonderland, your promised land, you would have that now as a believer. But the thing that we have to learn to do to come into the promised land, a.k.a. wonderland, like Alice, is the thing that the devil fights us to do. And that one thing that you have to do to come into the place. Look, watch this. I'm not talking about coming into your blessing when you die. I'm talking about coming into your promised land, your wonderland while you're living so you can enjoy the fruit of God. But the one thing you've got to do to get to that place is you've got to follow God. You've got to learn to follow God while you're awake. You've got to learn to follow God when everything is telling you to be still. You've got to learn to follow God even when it makes no sense to your natural mind because the devil chooses to battle and fight against those who will follow God and whose heart and mind is made up. So this is going to be a powwow episode. We're talking about the battle to follow because watch this. As long as you're not going anywhere and excited about it, the devil would not only party with you, but he'll throw you a party to keep you occupied. But when you desire and choose to go to the place that God is waiting for you to arrive with the very desires of your heart are given to you by the grace and the love of God. That's when everything around you will make sure it's hard for you to follow God. 
So open your heart, grab your faith, get your ears together. God's got a message and a blessing for you. And it's coming to you right now. Stay tuned. I'm coming for you. God bless you. Well, welcome back to CBT Change by Truth. Glad you could join us. I pray that you are doing better than blessed. And um, I'm so excited again, like I said, to share the word of God with you and a revelation with you. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we bless you and we give you glory this day for your kindness and your mercy. I pray for my brother and sister, God, who've taken the time to slow down and to listen with their faith in their heart. So many people, God, uh, believe you because they've been taught to believe you. But so many people, so less people have actually experienced the reality of not only your presence, but the truth of your promises in your word. Let this episode of the battle to follow God inspire people to understand you're just not some comic book hero or some fable, but you are the true and living God who stand on your promises. Father, I pray that whoever believeth and will listen, God, with their heart and their faith, that you would bring them into the truth, God, of who they are, where they're supposed to be, and where you're waiting for them. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, um, blessings to you. I want to kind of free flow with this episode, you know. I do have scripture to go with it, but I just want to let God use my heart and my life to share with you the reality of what it is to truly fight in your life to follow God. So many people don't realize and we think that uh, just taking time out of our life to go to church and taking time out of our life just to really pray a couple of times a day. And then when we get excited or we get a new car or we get a job or we get some unexpected money. We we give God praise and we, we think that is the blessing of God. Let me let me let me share something with you. The enemy can give you those things so you can call them a blessing. And when you call the thing that the devil gives you blessings, you empower his his faith and you empower his presence in your life. But I want to talk about something different today. I want to talk about. Instead of just calling things a blessing because you got what you wanted, I want to let you know that there is a place, a finite place that you can get to, which is like a state of mind or understanding a reality within your heart and faith that you can get to. That is the most powerful blessing to your life. See, once you come into your dominion with God, you don't need things to let you know God love you. You just need to understand that there is a place prepared for you where you become who you're supposed to be in God. But to get to that place, you have to learn how to fight to follow God. Why do you think there's so many things going on with you? So many emotional disturbances, so many relationship problems, so many employment problems, so many family issues, so many friendship flaws, so many watch this mental and, 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 and personal sensations that you have that you fight with every day because those things are in your life to cause you conflict, to follow God. Amen. To follow him. The enemy knows if you ever make up your mind to follow God, God will get you to the place where there's no place like it on earth. Amen. That is the truth. So let's look at this thing and deal with this. Um, uh, when we think about following God, many people relate following God with being saved. Or they relate following, following God with going to church and just trying to be good in their life and be obedient in their life. Let me tell you something. To be honest with you, there are more people who are not necessarily saved or there are more people who necessarily don't have a church life or a church membership or don't know the things of being saved. In this world, there are more people like that who are not connected spiritually who have come into their promised land. Oh, it's the truth. It's the truth. There are a lot of people who don't know God the way we know God as believers 
who are building their relationships, but they found their promised land, their wonderland first. And so that's what I want to bring into your reality, because don't think because you're saved that um, you're going to automatically come into the place that God has prepared for you. There is a sacrifice that you must give and live. There is a price you must pay. And that price that you must pay is following God. Consciously being aware, deliberately and wholeheartedly you have to follow him. Now, when Jesus picked his 12 disciples, he, if you read that word, the word of God, he went up to um, all of them and said, you know, I know you. I'm paraphrasing. And then he said, follow me. Follow me. And they had to walk away from what they were doing to follow a man they had just met. Which lets you know this, that some things that come up in your life, some strangers or uh, some opportunities that come up in your life that just catch you by surprise. Uh, they're not always surprised. Sometimes they are things that cause you to tap into who you are. In the movie Alice in Wonderland, you know, I love movies because movies minister to me in a way um, that preachers cannot. Still in the faith in the word of God, I can look at a movie and look at a movie and I can see the word of God living in a movie, which then makes it relatable to me in my life. This cartoon, this cartoon, this Disney cartoon, Alice in Wonderland, it depicts and reveals things that if we as people would grab hold of, your life would never be the same starting as soon as you get finished listening to this podcast. The movie opens up where Alice is a little girl and she's going on a picnic with her parents and they go off to some park and her mom and dad are laid down having a picnic on a blanket and they're relaxing from the struggles of the world, from bills and the job. They're taking a moment to take a a, a, a break from life, so to speak. Meanwhile, their daughter, Alice, is over to the side somewhere off by herself and she's got her little stuffed animals and she's having a tea party. She's having a make-believe tea party by herself with her stuffed animals and her make-believe friends. And while she is in these woods and she's got her little teacups and her saucer set out and she's pretending, a little white rabbit runs across her in a panic. He's running, solid white rabbit. And while he's running, he's making a statement. He's saying, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. And he is just getting up, going 100 miles per hour. And it, it disturbs Alice's tea party because she sees this white rabbit. And she says, I wonder what he's late for. So when she, when she gets hold in sight of this rabbit that breaks her attention from her imagination, you got to catch this. The white rabbit breaks her attention from the imagination life that she's trying to live like so many of us. We, we, we're dealing with things in our life that are realistic, but we're handling them and we're thinking about them in an imagination, pretend kind of way. And sometimes in your life, you can get so caught up in what you desire and what you think until you now pay no attention to what's going on around you. She gets up and she follows this white rabbit as he's running and she's trying to keep up with him. And he goes into this deep part of the woods and he disappears into a rabbit hole. Now, Alice stops and she looks around because everything looks normal. It looks like the woods. It looks like hmm, what the forest looks like. But then she notices this little hole at the corner of the woods. Oh, it's probably about a foot and a half, two feet high and she goes up to it and she says he went inside of this rabbit hole now I want you to understand something here because I'm trying to I want to teach this to you so you can get it from a child's perspective Alice now is disturbed or her attention is broken because a white rabbit ran across her life 
And she followed it out of her imagination state into the woods, the forest, where she found the place that the rabbit went into. The first thing I want to explain to you is this. Even though we can be lost in our lives and we can not understand or realize the reality of what God is trying to do, God has a tendency to send you a white rabbit through your life to break your attention and to get your attention. Uh, white rabbits are symbolisms, symbolizations of the Holy Spirit. They are things that uh, the Lord uses because he know it will get your attention. He understands that what you need is something that would draw you away from your mundane of life. Because many of us have not gotten to the place where God wants us to get to because we fail to see the symbolism of the Holy Ghost. It may be a supervisor on your job. It may be an individual at the gas station. A white rabbit is something that draws your attention away from your sleep. It awakens you. It shifts you. It changes your mind. It gives you a moment to break the regular or the routine or the cycle in your life. To follow God into a place that you can enter your real life. So Alice follows this white rabbit. She comes to a rabbit hole. The next thing I want to tell you is that once you follow the white rabbit, you have to come to a place where you can identify the supernatural in the natural or the unordinary in the ordinary. This rabbit hole didn't look like anything that you would pay attention to. Because it was a low hole, it was something that you would have just walked by. But thankfully, the white rabbit went into it that led her to it. Second thing is, can you identify the rabbit holes in your life? What are the rabbit holes? The rabbit holes are entranceways into the opportunity that God has prepared for you. Yes. There are many things in your life that God has used now to get you out of one place of your life into another place in your life. To get you out of one place in your life to the next place in your life. How many times have you been on your job or been in life where God has an entrance way for you to come into the knowledge of, but because of your lack to understand who God is, you fail now to recognize that everything is not what it appears to be. There are some things, some opportunities, some people, some 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 advances that come to you that don't look like much, but they can bring you into a deeper understanding of who God is. A rabbit hole. It's God's way of breaking into your regular life. To get you out of a stuck place that you're in so you can enter into the promises that God has for you. Let me stop and say this to you. Your life really is full of miracles. It's really full of supernatural encounters with God. Your life truly is full of the presence of God. Because if it's not, then the whole story of Jesus Christ is a lie. But we know better than that. And if what God has done is real, that means your real life in Christ is real. Bible says for many are the sons of God. They are led by the spirit of God. If God's going to lead you, you have to be willing to follow. Now, watch this. You, you don't choose what he uses to lead you. You don't choose the white rabbit. You don't choose the white rabbit because watch this, even though it's a symbolism of the Holy Ghost being white purity, a white rabbit. Sometimes your rabbit can be black. Sometimes it can be um, something that, that, that disturbs you. Glory to God. Whatever it is that God knows 
Whatever your nature is, God knows you better than anybody else. He uses something that will shake you to get your attention. Just so happened with Alice, it was a little white rabbit because she probably had a stuffed animal that was a rabbit in her tea party. So God will always use something that you can relate to. Once you identify your white rabbit, you have to make the choice to follow him. She left her tea party. Are you willing to leave, to leave your job? Are you willing to leave the church if it's your church? Are you willing to leave a relationship? Are you willing to leave a, a place or a supermarket or wherever you are? Once you see God moving in such a way will it get your attention. And then when you leave, when you take the time to be still to identify the rabbit hole. Because if you don't identify the rabbit hole, you'll be stuck in a place of cycle and routine over and over again every day. And the longer a child of God is stuck in routine and habit and cycle of being in the same place every day, the greater his chances of his faith going to sleep is. Faith is active. That means you have to always be pursuing in faith. But if you're stuck in routine, you don't need faith because routine means that you know exactly what to do without even believing or even using your brain. Hallelujah. Now, once Alice found the rabbit hole, here's where it gets good. The story says, if you watch the movie, the first thing she does when she identifies that this is the entranceway into another place. She's standing up looking at the rabbit hole. The first thing she does, because the rabbit hole is lower than she is. Alice gets down on her knees to go in. One more time. When Alice identifies the rabbit hole, the place that God has ordained for her to go into. It can represent a person that God has ordained to take you to somewhere else. It could represent a situation that God is using to open your eyes. Once you identify the entranceway rabbit hole to the next dimension with God, you have to do what she does. You have to get down on your knees in order to go in. In other words, you have to humble yourself to go to where God wants you to go. See, many people don't have no problem coming into the presence of the rabbit hole. Because they want to go with God further in life, but they have a problem humbling themselves to go with God. No one can go into the next dimension of their life with God without humbling themselves. Oh, listen to what I'm saying. You cannot, oh God, walk up right into the presence of God. You have to learn to bow down in order to go further and higher with God. Are you one of the ones that uh, missed an opportunity because instead of mm, humbling yourself to come in, you stood up straight to go in? See, when you humble yourself for that next job, when you humble yourself for that next relationship, if, when you humble yourself to go further or go into that rabbit hole, it causes you to not be seen and causes the people who are waiting to see you to see the power and the presence of God on your life. Humility is always the cologne or the fragrance that God is now on your life. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and a child shall lead them, signifying that children have no problem getting down on their knees. It's just people now who've been stuck in their routine and think they're grown before a living God. Uh, who refuses to go in. Bible says, unless you become converted like one of these little ones, you, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. How many people have been locked out of their next place with God because they won't humble themselves? Hmm. I, I don't even, you don't even have to humble yourself to a place or a person. Many of us can't humble ourselves to ourselves and believe God. Alice shows us the way and a child shall lead them. She gets down on her knees and she begins to go into 
this rabbit hole. Now, that sounds that sounds pretty simple, but let me explain it to you in the mind of a child and let you know why we have to have the faith of a child to follow God. She's in the woods and it's daylight, but she's now humbles herself, gets down on her knees and she goes into a rabbit hole. And in the cartoon, when she crawled into this dark hole, <laughs> glory to God, it was a dark hole. There were spider webs and it was dirt and there was branches that was hitting her in the face. And, and, and she began to go into this abyss of the unknown. She didn't have a flashlight. She didn't have an iPhone where she could put the flashlight app on. She didn't have anything that could give her a sense of direction. She was crawling now, meaning she was going forth in faith. Many of us refuse to go, go down on our knees and to go into an unfamiliar place because we have to know what's going on in order to follow God. Did you hear me? Why do you have to know what God is going to do in order for you to follow God? Faith now means I don't need to know. I just follow you, Lord. See, it's, it's crawling into a dark place that sends you through the transformation for the next place. Crawling on your hands and knees. It brings you back to a, a mindset of humility, of, of infancy, of, of God, I need you. Oh, you never thought going into your promised land would have you to convert back to childhood. And that's the reason why many of us can't come into the blessings, the true blessings of God, because we will not convert back to childhood. Unless you be converted as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom and the things of God. Because we have to learn how to go from walking on two feet, meaning I'm in control, to being on all fours, meaning God, I'm a baby in this situation, but I still want you and I'm going to follow you. She's crawling now. And in the movie, as Alice is crawling, she begins to fall. Glory to God. In the cartoon, she begins to fall and she just falls and falls and falls in what seems like a long time. And before she hits the ground, her dress becomes a parachute and she comes down slowly until she hits the ground. Don't you, don't you know that when you enter into the place now that God has prepared for you, that place changes you. Her dress became a parachute. In other words, there are things attached to your life that looks just like a dress in the real world. But when you come into the place God has called you to come into, there are some things that's attached to your life that as you know them one way, the anointings is attached to them and they begin to manifest in another way. Oh, it's the truth. Many of us have not seen the gifts and the abilities and the anointing that God has on our life because we refuse to get down and crawl like a baby into the next place with God and allow the transformation to take place. Alice was falling and her dress that she knew to be a dress became something that would save her life. It transformed on her. It brought her into the next place. Oh, how do you how do you say this Bible, bro? I can hear you. It's a cartoon. Bible says that Moses came up into the presence of God and he debated with God about going to his next place, going to Egypt to do the will of God. That's Bible, right? But the Bible also says that as he debated with God about being able to do what he was born to do, God asked him a question. God, oh, there you go. God asked him a question. What is it you have in your hand? He says a staff. God said, throw it down. On this holy ground, the ground of transformation, God, Moses was now talking to God inside of his rabbit hole. 
And Moses threw the staff down on the ground and the same staff that he used to get him into the presence of God that he used on his job as a sheep herder. That same thing. Once he got into the presence of his rabbit hole in the presence of God in transformation time, the thing he had thought was a staff was a serpent. God taught him how to hold it, said, pick it up by the tail. God taught him how to use that thing. The thing that he thought was one thing was really something else. And that same staff is the staff that Moses used to lead people out of bondage. He used it to work miracles. He used it to call rain to turn into hail. He used it to bring darkness into Egypt. He used that thing to actually bring fear amongst the Egyptians because what was once one thing in his life, in his promised land, in his miracle land, it was something else. Glory to God. I know I'm not crazy, but the truth of it is, I told you, you can see God in things if you look hard enough. Her dress became something that would save her life. Moses' staff became something that would actually take his life higher and represent the glory of God, which saved his life. How did it save his life? Because Moses' staff turned into a snake and Egypt, the Egyptians threw their staffs down and they turned into snakes. But Moses' snake ate up their snake because he now had the power once he was in his promised land. A glory to God. Once she got into Alice's wonderland, everything now was different. But everything, as much as it was different, everything circulated around Alice. Aren't you tired of your little mediocre life being in control? Oh, glory to God. All of this can be settled if you just learn to follow God. Because following God does not look like what your brain tells it. It looks like following God is something that takes faith to actually see the white rabbit. Glory to God. Find the rabbit hole. Let the things in you go in. Humble yourself. Go into the rabbit hole and let the things attached to your life now take shape and transformation. Let me share with you a testimony of my own life to give you a better, a, a more realistic a better realistic, shall I say, where I remember years ago, um, I, I was working at the prison system and I decided to take off work. And I stayed home that day. When I got up, I decided to go to the barbershop and I was in the barbershop and I was waiting to get my hair cut and my phone rung and I got my phone. And on the other end of my phone, uh, uh, my wife was telling me that uh, my mom said to call her. So I'm in the barbershop and I get and I call my mom. My mom said, look, son, you, 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 you need to come on home because you, you have a family member who who's sick and he he needs help. I, I mean, I said, what do you mean he's sick? He needs help. Just 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 come home. So I left the barbershop not realizing that the phone call that I received was the white rabbit. Now, I could have stayed in the barbershop and just said, I'll get there when I get there or I got other plans or whatever, because I didn't even know who the family member was at that time. But I followed the white rabbit and I went home and I called the family member and I was talking to the family member. And the family member was talking to me. He was a man and I was talking to him and he had came in from out of town and he was he was staying um, at, at my mom's house. And I said, how you doing, man? He said, I'm doing good. I said, wonderful. When you're going back, he said sometime next week. And in the midst of our conversation, a burst of static came through the phone and a demon spoke to me through the phone. And I called his name. I said, hey, bro. He said, yeah, man. Did you hear that? He said, what? And I said, don't worry about it. I said, I'm, 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 I'm coming. I'm coming to you. I hung the phone up and I was disturbed in my spirit. Now, the phone call was the white rabbit that was leading me. And I went and 
I got a brother who I love who was in church with me at that time. He was a minister and I was just in minister's classes. I wasn't even I had just got to the church and he rolled with me down to my mom's house. When we got to the door of my mom's house, uh, my cousin met me at the door, the one that I was talking to on the phone. And he looked like a raven lunatic. His eyes were just glazed and his fingers were all pointed like pencils. Every one of his fingertips came to a point like icicles. And he asked me, he said, who is with you? And I said, it's a friend. So in other words, when I got to the house of my mom, I was met by a demonic spirit inside of a family member. But watch this. I had to call on the name of Jesus and me and my friend that came with me. We entered into glory to God, the rabbit hole. We humbled ourselves under the power of God and we entered into now a house that I was familiar with, a house Oh, God, that family member stayed in. But regardless of how familiar I was with the family that stayed there, my family, I had to humble myself and crawl into this place of warfare, this place that God now will reveal his power. Glory to God, because as I humbled myself, it allowed God to go in before me and not people see me. See, sometimes you got to understand God's not going to fight with your pride. Bible says that if I cast demons out amongst you, the kingdom of God is upon you. So we went in and we went into the house. My cousin went into the living room. My mom and my dad was in there. My friend was beside me. My cousin was beside me and we were all standing up and my, my cousin hugged me. But as I was hugging him, it didn't seem like him because he was not possessed, but he was still struggling to acknowledge who I was. There's nothing more heartbreaking than to see somebody who's trying to stay in tune with you, but they're fighting on the inside because demons are trying to take them out of their own consciousness from knowing who you are. He hugged me and when he hugged me, I pushed him back a little from me after I hugged him and I put my right hand on his head. And when I did that, he fell to the floor like a dead man that had never been alive. Boom. And for the next 15 to 20 to 30 minutes. God would use me in a way that would bring me into my promised land. See, this is the thing. Your promised land that God, the blessings that God has for you has nothing to do with money, cars and your clothes and bank accounts and businesses. It has nothing to do with that, because if you have those types of things and God can't be glorified in them, then it's just something that you want. But when God brings you into the power of your promised land, God is always seen and glorified and lifted. And God now would cast 10 demons out of my cousin. He would he would now allow the kingdom of God to be upon me. As he now would deliver someone who had purpose in their life. That the devil was trying to deceive that he had no life. Glory to God. I, I, I don't have time to play games with you because while the Lord was on me, Bible says when I cast demons out of somebody, the kingdom of God is upon you. Even though it looked like my cousin in the floor, my mom and dad standing around and the Lord is using me now and telling me what to do and what to say for the first time in my life because I had never been in this place before. This was the first time. It's amazing to me that God would show the strength of the kingdom of God in my life. And I never been to a seminary. I never had been through a minister class. I never had been to anything. No seminary, no college, no program. God taught me when I decided to follow him. (laughs) He taught me when I decided to follow him. And many who are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They're not the students of God. They're the sons of God. 
So I come to tell you, if you want to know who you are in God, you have to get to a place where you obey God who knows who you are. Glory to Jesus. The Lord will cast out 10 spirits out of this boy. And God would bring me into my promised land. What is my promised land? Oh, it's, it's not money in my account. For God is my sustainer. It's not cars and clothes. Because I realized that if God told the children of Israel, when you were in the desert for 40 years, I caused your shoes and clothes never to wear out. I understand if I never gain another piece of clothing or shoes, the ones that I have, they are anointed to keep me because God has anointed my life to walk with him. So I'm not chasing that. But my promised land was the revelation that I am a minister of deliverance. That God lets his power rest on me when I humble myself and follow him. My Shakorosaya. Are you following God? Because in the natural, it looked like my cousin on the floor, me over him doing or being orchestrated by the hand of God, my friend beside him, my mom and dad on the other side. That's what it looked like in the natural. But the Bible says while this was going on, there were angels. And the authority and the throneship and all of the atmosphere of heaven was around us while God now was showing his power. That would be the first time that God would reveal me to me. I remember, I, I remember. Another instance later on when I would be casting demons out of a young man whose aunt, who my aunt uncle called me about him. And while I was casting out demons out of this young man, the devil was fighting me with everything that he had. But as much as the devil was fighting me with everything that he had, God continued to tell me what to do and what to say. And at one point, I told the little boy to look at me and he closed his eyes tight. And I said, open your eyes in the name of Jesus. And his eyes opened and they was completely white. And he kept mumbling something. I didn't know why he was mumbling what he was. It was repetitive, almost like he was speaking in tongues, but the devil don't have a holy tongue. But he was mummering and mummering and mummering something. And I looked at him. Listen to me. This is what I mean by the authority of God when you humble yourself. I looked at the little 12 year old boy and I said, I command every lying and deceitful spirit to leave my presence. And while I'm looking at this 12 year old boy who has the strength of six grown men, his mom and his dad is holding his legs. When I said I command every deceitful spirit to leave. Do you not know while I was looking at the boy to see the spirits leave, his mom and dad in unison stood up. At the same time, let his legs go. They turned to the left and they both walked out of the room, went into the next room and they sat down. And I said, what in the world? And I called them and they said, yes. I said, can you all come back in here and, and help so we can get this boy delivered? And they came back. And they continued to help. I didn't understand at that time what that was about. It would be later on that evening in my prayer time that God said, you don't understand that when my power is upon you, when you're now following me, you have to be open now to see truth. The lying and deceitful spirits was not in the little boy. They were in the parents. And when you made that declaration, the parents stood up. Because they had to obey the voice of authority spoken in faith and they left. See, sometimes uh, what you're trying to deliver don't need to be delivered. Sometimes what you're trying to deliver is in a bad place because the people who have not been delivered are still waiting to be delivered. Glory to Jesus. 
I wanted to share those two ep- those two events with you, two out of many. My point is this: your life, the life that you live, the life God has given you, it's so full of the works of God. We have you have works in your life that has been preordained or predestined by God to be worked. You are his workmanship created for good works, but you will never get to the place to do the good works. If you don't find the ability to understand, you have to follow God. You have to see the white rabbit, which means the leaders of the Holy Spirit. You have to find the place, the entranceway that reveals who you are to God. Then you have to get on your knees and humble yourself and go into a place that you're not sure of if you will come out. Because only when you go into that place that you're not sure you'll come out will your faith activate and God be your light of your life. And once you're in that place, God shows you how he turns ordinary to extraordinary natural into supernatural in that place. That's when your staff becomes an instrument of deliverance or your clothing becomes something that saves your life, that transforms right in front of your face. Glory to Jesus. And all of this that happened and that's been happening to me ever since then, I've come to realize that the blessing that God has for the people of God, it's not stuff in your hands. It's a state of life that he wants you to live. And ever since then, people now have been calling me. People have been asking. People have been communing because watch this. People understand that sometimes what they need is not me, but they need, oh God, the wonderland God has placed in me. They need the anointing he has on me. It's not mine. It's only mine to believe and to serve with. So I just want to encourage you today. Don't be confused and think because you got a nice house, a nice car, because you work out in the gym and because you look good and you think you got you got it going on and you got your mat together and everybody wants you. You're deceived in the reality that that's the very life that's going to lead you to nowhere. The Bible says, glory to God. Ah, They that follow God must follow him with whole heart. Glory to God. If you follow God, you must now, and the Bible says it this way, if you keep your life, you lose it. But if you give up your life for Christ's sake, you then find your life. Your real life is in Christ. And to be in that life in Christ, you have to, one, you have to identify the type of Holy Spirit symbolism that God uses to run in and through your life to get your attention, to lead you to your next assignment. And then you have to learn to follow that white rabbit that brings you into the place that you must enter in for the glory of God to be seen in your life. And once you humble yourself, get down and crawl in as an infant and be converted to a little child, then you enter into the works of the kingdom of God. And God begins to show you who you are because you are now in your promised land. Oh, glory to Jesus. Listen, people of God, it don't take much to understand. The reason why many of us don't see God is because we're looking in a place that God is not trying to reveal you. He has a place for you that's not for everybody. But you've got to learn to follow him to know who you are in God, what you are in God. And who God, most importantly, is who God is in you. First John 227. And as far as the anointing on your life, you need no man teach you. But as you abide in it and it abideth in you, that anointing, which is true and not counterfeit, it teach you all things. And it's true. Glory to God. It's true as long as you abide in him. So I pray that this has given you insight. I told you this was going to be a powwow. Glory to Jesus. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. I pray and I challenge you. Look for the white rabbit. Because I promise you, you've seen it. 
many times. But the problem is you've seen it with your eyes and didn't recognize it. See, with your eyes, your right, your white rabbit really looks like your coworker. With your faith, your white, your white rabbit, your coworker has something to get your attention. And that's what you follow. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the glory of who you are, what you are, and who you will always be will be revealed to the ear of the hearer. Let them understand, God, that you are on assignment in the life of a true believer. Let them realize that their life now has been given to them to lead them into places where they find out who they are in you. Bless them, God. Keep them. Bring them into uh, their promised land. Not Alice's land, but their land, God, where you are God and they are your servant in the name that is higher than any other name in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I hope and I pray that this just wasn't entertaining for you, but I pray that it was inspiring to you to bring you into the fulfillment of faith. Because until you find and come into the fulfillment of faith, you never find the wholeness and the completeness of God. Amen. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. People of God, be blessed. Be glorified in God. Be humbled in God. And that way you can always follow God. And when you follow him, you'll be changed because it's only by truth of following God can we be changed because we're only changed when we follow God. And that's by truth. And remember, God never told you to fight the devil, even though he exists even though he bothers you, even though his spirit is real. God never told you to fight the devil. He told you to fight the good fight of faith. And in fighting the good fight of faith, you don't have to fight the devil because you always rule over him. Hallelujah. Be blessed until we talk again. Stay encouraged. And remember, <laughs> look for that white rabbit because he's looking for you. God bless you. People of God, we're going to bring it to a close, but never to an end. Because what God has for you, you have to get it. You have to achieve it and acquire it through serious spiritual warfare. And I want you to know something that every day that you get up and that you breathe, you have to understand as sure as you make your presence known in the day that God has given you. The enemy is going to try to make his presence known to see if you know who you are. So remember, regardless of what he does or how he does what he does to deceive you and come against you. When you walk with truth, you change any situation because it's only by truth can anything and everything be changed. Until we talk again, keep the faith and remember God never asked you to fight the devil. He asked you to fight the good fight of faith. God bless you.